Good afternoon and welcome to Elmira and You. This is the podcast for members and friends of Elmira Baptist Church. I'm Pastor Scott. Today is Monday, July 18th, 2022, and they're off. The campers, both junior and teen campers, left today for Wolf Mountain, and you need to be praying this week for God to bless them with safety, for God to bless them with protection, for God to bless them with an enjoyable time that leaves good memories, but most of all, that the Holy Spirit will work in their heart to convict, to change them, those that are not saved, that they would come home children of God, and those that are saved, that they would have a fresh vision for what God is doing in their life. It's important that we get away from our regular schedules from time to time, and specifically get away from our regular schedules and our regular places in order to meet with God. Moses went up into the mountaintop to meet with God. Elijah went to the brook Cherith, where he spent some time, some months, and we're not sure exactly what he did there, but my guess is he spent a lot of time meeting with God. Paul spent three three years in the wilderness, and much of that time was spent meeting with God. God gave him unique revelation while he was in the wilderness that he shares with us in his writings. But take your Bible and turn with me to Matthew chapter 5. I want you to see this short passage. Matthew chapter 5 says this, And seeing the multitudes, this would be Jesus, seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain. And when he was set, his disciples came unto him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying. Those are the first two verses of Matthew chapter 5. And Matthew chapter 5, Matthew chapter 6, Matthew chapter 7 are called the Sermon on the Mount. So what we see here is that Jesus went up into a mountain. Not everyone came to Jesus up there, only a few. And it wasn't until they came up there and Jesus was up there with them that they had a chance to hear what the Sermon on the Mount was. It's a reminder to us that sometimes we need time away from our regular schedules and our regular places in order to meet with God. We have here in the state of California an annual conference at Lancaster Baptist Church I've been before, I've always been encouraged, and perhaps you would be encouraged to get away from your regular schedule and your regular place to meet with God. These teens and children are headed up to camp, getting away from their regular schedules and their regular places to meet with God. The ladies last year took time to go up to a ladies' retreat, getting out of their regular schedules and their regular places to meet with God. And I mentioned to you now twice The men and sons have a chance to head up to camp in August to get out of their regular schedules and their regular places in order to meet with God. It's important, and I hope that you meet with God day by day, spending time in His Word, spending time in prayer, and that that's a regular habit for you. You can also be blessed by getting away from our regular schedules in our regular places in order to meet with God. Let me fill you in on yesterday. Yesterday we learned some more about inspiration. We looked at four words in addition to verbal inspiration, plenary inspiration. We learned that the Bible is inerrant. We learned that the Bible is infallible. We learned that the Bible is our authority. And we learned that the Bible is still and always will be sufficient for the Christian. 
You can hear more about those if you go to Sermon Audio, where those sermons are now posted, both in audio form and as video, if you'd like to watch the video. You'll want to see that one in order to be ready for the next Sunday morning and Sunday night sermons that are coming up. We are not having a food and fellowship this coming Sunday, even though it is the fourth Sunday of the month, because we've already had July's food and fellowship on July 3rd, and we won't have our next food and fellowship until August 28th. I want to read to you an article that's very interesting to me. It's about our young people, and not our teens, not our children, not that young, but young people who are of marriageable age. We need to encourage our young people to find God's will for them, encourage them to find God's will specifically as regards marriage, and not give in to the worldly concept that marriage is not critical, that marriage is somehow aspirational, and after we get our education, and after we get our careers, and after we've experienced life for a few decades, then we get married. Whether we need to see marriage as the cornerstone for what God is doing in our lives, and that God often calls, God doesn't call everyone to marriage, don't misunderstand me, but God often calls, mostly calls us to marriage for critical reason, and one of those critical reasons is to glorify himself and to show through our relationship to our spouse, the husband to his wife, the wife to her husband, that relationship between Jesus Christ and the church. So let me read this article to you. Quote, You're not the only one spending fewer summer weekends watching other people get married. But don't worry, the, mar the weddings you're still invited to might feel a little more special these days. Fewer Americans are getting married, and the ones who still are have scaled back their weddings. Their nuptials are becoming smaller, though not necessarily cheaper, affairs. Many couples are waiting longer and longer to schedule their weddings. In 2015, the median first-time American bride was almost 28 years old, and the median groom almost 30. Ten years earlier, the typical bride was 25 and a half, and the typical groom 27. The U.S. marriage rate, the number of new marriages per 1,000 people, has been falling for decades. It fell especially fast during the recession of 2008 and 2009, and there's little evidence that people started getting married again, even as the economy recovered. The research firm Ibis World predicts the marriage rate will keep falling. From a global perspective, that wouldn't be a surprise. The U.S. marriage rate would need to fall by about a third to reach the marriage rates in other developed countries. The most recent data show a U.S. marriage rate of 6.9 compared with an average rate of 4.6 for countries in the European Union. In Europe, and increasingly in the U.S., many couples are postponing marriage indefinitely as it becomes more socially acceptable for couples to live together and have children together outside the bonds of marriage. The end result isn't automatically fewer total red weddings. Even as the marriage rate falls, the population rises. But the number of U.S. weddings did fall last year by half a percent to 2.162 million, according to estimates by the Wedding Report. About 310,000 businesses in the U.S. provide services at weddings, and many of them, from florists to bakers to photographers, are filling the economic pain. Coming out of the 2008 to 2009 recession, the wedding industry's revenue grew strongly by more than 4% a year from 2012 to 2014, but growth slowed in 2015 
Over the next five years, IBIS World expects an annual growth rate of just 0.3%. Another way weddings have changed since the recession, they've shrunk. Last year's average wedding had 141 guests, according to the annual survey of couples by The Knot, the wedding website. That's down from 149 guests in 2009. One bright spot for the wedding industry is the pent-up demand for same-sex marriages. Since the U.S. Supreme Court legalized gay marriage nationwide, the Williams Institute estimates that about 157,000 same-sex couples have gotten married. It's unclear whether the decline of the American wedding is a permanent trend. American millennials lag previous generations on many metrics of adulthood, from living on their own, to buying homes, to having kids. Maybe most of them will eventually get around to weddings of their own. But then it's possible they may never will, and they'll bring the U.S. marriage rate closer to Europe's, end quote. We want to help our young people understand God's purposes in marriage, not the world's purposes in marriage. And toward that end, I just want to go on the record as saying that Elmira Baptist Church wants to help those members of our church to find God's will for their lives, and that includes finding God's mate lifetime mate for them, and then, where possible, helping them host weddings that are reasonably priced and don't delay marriage until they can, quote-unquote, afford to get married. Many Mongolians told me that. They'd be living together for years. Well, we're waiting until we can afford to get married. That's not God's plan. God's plan is for people to not live together until after they are married. We want to continue that tradition. It's God's law here at Elmira Baptist Church. So you pray with me that our young people would catch a vision for God's view of marriage, not the world's view. That our young people would be encouraged to seek God's will for their life, including a lifelong mate. And that as a church, we could encourage these young people by helping them host weddings that are reasonably priced, that include the entire church, and give us an opportunity to launch them into marriage in a godly way. This has been Elmira and you for Monday, July 18th, 2022. You can join us Sunday, 9.45 for Sunday school, 11 o'clock for morning worship, 5 o'clock for evening worship. We also meet on Wednesdays at 7 o'clock for a time of Bible study and prayer. And if you'd like to meet us in person, our address, 6111 California Pacific Road near Vacaville, California. You can join me again tomorrow for another edition of Elmira and You. And don't forget to pray for the children who are gone to camp.